This is my favorite album. 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 Welcome to my favorite album with me, Andrea Cleary. I'm Avreddy, and this is my favorite album. Hello, welcome back to my favorite album with me, Andrea Cleary. This week's guest is one of my favorite artists, Alva Reddy. Alva is a singer-songwriter and musician whose album Personal History explores themes of coming of age, mental illness and resilience. It's very fitting then that she chose one of my other favorite albums, Crushing by Julia Jacqueline. This is the most recent record we've had so far in the podcast and I love how it proves that your favorite album can appear in your life at any time, not just in your teens. Alva Reddy, welcome. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you about this album. This is, I think, the most recent album that we've had on this podcast. This is a 2019 album. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to introduce it to the audience, please. It's uh, Crushing by Julia Jacqueline, which uh, I was actually... Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a very hard task to pick out a favourite album, so I kind of just went for the one that's impacted me the most mm. in probably the last decade which had to be that. Yeah. I've listened to it to death to the point where there was a while where I almost couldn't listen to it and now I'm back just enjoying it again. Yeah. So. I remember the week it came out, I was in a funk with music, really annoyed. I was like, I'm sick of music. Yeah. It's not good Who music wants to anymore. to music? Stupid music. <laughs> and then I remember this coming out and just being like, oh, thank God. Like, she's here. Breath like, of fresh air. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember uh, I was a bit, like a few months late to it and people kept being like, you'll love this record, you'll love this record, you'll love this record. And I, if something's over uh, uh, prescribed to me, oh, yeah. I avoid it because I'm just stubborn. Yeah. So I was like, you don't know what I'd like. And then <laughs> I had just finished uh, recording my own album, my first album, and I was driving back from the studio and I had no control over my Spotify. The algorithm was just going book wild mm. and uh, don't know how to keep loving you came on and I was like what the fuck is what this? Earth is this? <laughs> Who is this angel? I was just like, oh, everyone was right. This is perfect. <laughs> everyone, including the Spotify algorithm is correct. Yeah, I had a suspicion. I couldn't remember, but I remember I reviewed your debut record and I was like, I think I mentioned Julia Jackman and that and I checked today and I did. Yeah. Um, that, it, that it had like a kind of a, a that, that sort of sound. So t- tell me about the kind of the, influence of this album on your sound like your guitar playing I think in particular I kind so of funny it. because when we were recording it Tommy McLaughlin and James Byrne who played on the album with me mm. kept being like oh this reminds me of the Julie Jacklin stuff and like James kept saying it over and over again and I was like yeah everyone keeps telling me to listen to her and I hadn't listened to it when I recorded wow. it okay so I'd listened to loads of Angel Olsen which is kind of maybe in the same mm direction but I I actually started listening to her so it's actually probably more of an influence on my second record for sure okay, wow. yeah yeah but obviously that almost like sounds like a lie to me because I absolutely rinsed this album and it would have been st- it would have been one of the mixing references oh really yeah okay. as opposed to actually like songwriting references because I had finished the songs that ended up my first album you know in like 2018 kind of mm. 2017 kind of time yeah uh, but it is kind of funny because I listened to it and I was like they're dead right this does sound like this yeah <laughs> tell me about the mixing on this record um, I mean it's a pretty sparse record mm. like as in the guitars sound amazing the drums sound amazing and then there's not much else like there's one song that's piano led 
Yeah. Um, when the family flies in, is that it? Yeah, yeah. And that's that kind of like little breath of fresh air, I think, in just in the center that breaks up the guitars and it's super raw. And mm. like, I just think like the instrumentation in general seems to take a backseat to the storytelling. I totally can. Like, I think, especially, I mean, it's really funny as a songwriter, like Sarah Corker and I have always talked about it. Like, it's so hard to just listen to an album and enjoy it sometimes because you're picking it apart. Yes. Um, but sometimes when the songwriting is this good you just you listen to the lyrics and you get really into it but like when I do pick it apart like there's choices that they've made where I mean body the first track on the record you know it only kind of gets to that real hook like three and a half minutes in or yeah. something yeah it's nuts it's and crazy you kind of feel like you've fallen down a well or something when yeah and she only slip into it and yeah. it's just once and yeah like, wow and then she just goes out on that kind of guess it's just my life it's just my body yeah you know and yeah. that's incredible and it's such a slow burn and it's so epic but like such a kind of brave choice it's like really it's so smart cool songwriting like open the records with a song that sparse and and the whole thing is pretty sparse even even the kind of more upbeat Mm. more filled out songs like pressure to party and stuff there's still not a whole lot going on with like in terms of how it's arranged but it's just got so much atmosphere it and i find to, it confusing yeah. as to like why is it when some artists kind of strip things back in in, in this way or in, in in some ways they they don't seem to have this same like sense of atmosphere mm. and i think a lot of it is to do with her voice and just how like it's it's always pitch perfect yeah but not in a like Disney way or an auto-tuned way she just mm. has such a I, have you ever seen her live yeah I saw her when she played in Button Factory yeah. just before like in 2020 maybe like her voice is outrageous unbelievable and it's so it's really strong but also quite gentle yeah somehow so she's able to look, like and it never loses she never goes into like a wail or anything like when she's like in the louder tracks it doesn't ever feel like she's shouting at you yeah it always feels soft but it is still very powerful it still like cuts through it's like obviously in like at some sweet spot that always like cuts through. Yeah, it's it's a spot that I kind of feel it's maybe the closest I felt to like ASMR or something. <laughs> I find it really, I find her her voice just very, very pleasurable to listen yeah, to. Like it's, it's so smooth and it's like there's something, She she's often very emotive, mm. but there's something quite detached about like, so, so the first song, Body, yeah. It's like she's singing above the song or something. Like yeah. she has this newfound sense of like growth or maturity from the from fr- from the topic. Or yeah, something, it's like she's you know? looking back on stuff anyway. Yeah. She's looking back on this like breakup. Yeah. Even the way she sings like that uh you know, that bit at the end of Body where she says it's get I guess it's just my life. She talks about the photograph. And again, yeah. that's like that's what the song is about, the photograph. But that happens at like two forty seven or something. Yeah. I think I was looking at it and I was like, that is like halfway through. Yeah. And then she says, I guess it's just my life. It's just my body. And that at first, that's like really sad. And her being like, oh, you don't even give a shit. Mm. And then it's almost like flippant. Like, this is what you think. Like, it's just my life and it's just my body. You don't even care. And then at some points when she's singing, because she's repeating, sometimes it sounds like quite empowering. Yeah. It's just like, who gives a shit? It's just my life. It's just my body. Yeah. These aren't real things. Yeah. Yeah. And like in the grand scheme of things, I'm just one person. Mm. And it's just like that she's singing that those words that seem so simple are actually so complex in the way she sings them that she goes again and again and again those lines have like you know four different meanings that yeah. I can figure out within just as she's repeating it totally yeah absolutely and I mean I, I think even like the lyrics in the at the beginning of that song about the boyfriend smoking on the plane getting kicked off the image of her and him mm. on the tarmac while she's like 
it's like it's over I'm obviously breaking up with you now this yeah. is this is the end of the road I just I feel like I remember at the time I can't remember where I was reviewing it at the time but I remember saying like we all know that guy yeah we've all dated we've all had that boyfriend yeah we've all had that boyfriend who's like lighting up a cigarette in the yeah. <laughs> in the plain bathroom and just making a complete show of you and then saying uh that she, when she says uh you couldn't wait to call a friend like yeah. that he thinks he's he thinks it's gas oh he thought it was so, so cool. funny and she's just yeah. like you've just ruined a weekend away and this was meant to be like special yeah. and actually just it this just represents everything that's wrong with you yeah and the the line never got the money back for that weekend is just so conversational Incredible. and like yeah. it's you can feel how she's like rolling her eyes and, and it's like, kind well, of venting that's what you'd say to your friends you'd be like and yeah. you know what i never got money back for that weekend either <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then she kind of switches into this much darker moment when she's 23 he takes mm. a photograph of her and uh, like as far as I know that's like that whole song is based on like a true story that's yeah. happened to her in her life and it's just it's a it's a it's a brave choice to open the record with that much like yeah. vulnerability I think I don't know if I've ever heard I mean revenge porn if that's what we'd call it or whatever mm. touched on in that way and yeah. it's so sensitively done and it's also because she's just framed him as a immature idiot mm. the fact that it gets to this bit where she's like I re- trusted you so much back at the beginning and I was 23 and I was so young mm. and I let you do this thing and I never thought back then that like I would not trust you anymore yeah and she's but she's like framed him as being this like absolute dope yeah yeah it's kind of like you don't you don't have to get too too far into the weeds of it with her because she's framed him as a dope she hasn't framed him as malicious yeah so it's nearly a much trickier mm. space to be in where you're like oh this this guy out of stupidity more than anything something could happen here yeah not out of malice or not out of her trying to paint him as being a malicious person Mm. he's just an idiot or like would you use it to hurt me being like you wouldn't even realize that this could ruin my life absolutely it would feel like it was ruining my life yeah if you did do that you wouldn't even notice because it's like it's just my body yeah because you know you're a guy and I think that that kind of realm of like worry when it comes to Mm. you know image-based sexual violence or whatever I think that's way more common with people rather yeah. than the instances where there are things that like are purposefully kind of mm. put out. It's it's the question mark, mm. I think, that she hits on and you're like... What? And it's also like an awkward subject, but that like kind of you're listening to it and going like, yeah. Yeah. But like nobody really wants to talk about it. You no. don't want to talk about it with your ex. You don't want to talk about it with your current partner. Mm. You don't really want to put it out into the world as a worry, but she's it's so brave. Yeah. So brave. She's, re- she's really it. good yeah. at like taking a topic and going at it from like a very strange angle absolutely and not not to go track by track through the album but, but those are so tied together they <laughs> are right because like pressure to party mm. is was the song that i heard from it and was just like this is it this yeah. is my new favorite artist like, yeah yeah oh like that's it weirdly like don't know how to keep loving you was like my entry into this album but i can totally see why like pressure to party killer single yeah like you hear it and it's just that whole thing of like everyone just wants you especially if you're the breaker upper mm-hmm. everyone just just like you can't be sad you must be relieved go out get laid yeah <laughs> party get shit faced yeah and she's like i don't want to do that i'm sad and yeah. i'll just end up with that bit where she says that i would run shoes off straight back to you i know where you live i used, I used to, to live, live there too <laughs> so good it's, it's so, so clever good. the whole like every single line in that song is like yeah perfection like it's just so clever like the nothing good can come of me drinking yeah like 
that feeling like so many times going through breakups in my 20s where you're just like I absolutely know that if I go out tonight I'm gonna be a disaster yeah <laughs> yet here I am but yeah. it's it's that I, I think it's, it's that thing exactly that she's hitting on that we nearly have this cultural pressure when you're especially when you're the breakup e of your friends rallying mm. and being like and like with all the best intentions in the world and I've done it for my friends and my friends have done it for me yeah. after a breakup it's like right we just need to get you absolutely like hospitalized now like we just <laughs> we really need to push the boat out on like how far are we going to party yeah, yeah. tonight and we'll bring you home and you'll yeah, probably end up sleeping worry. in one like, of our houses yeah. yeah like and you're gonna spend the weekend at mine and we're just gonna drink Prosecco all weekend yeah. and that's like wonderful and it's great and it's also it horrible and tricky and awful <laughs> but it's that sort of pressure to like party <laughs> yeah to party and, and to like be the the archetypical breakup be like mm. what you see in a film mm. like well fuck him I'm gonna go and have a good time yeah. and you're like well, I'm tired I'm so tired and sad and the second verse I think where she talks about like that there's almost this audience of like uh people watching them yes you know like you know when you go through a breakup and that's like that's the hot goss and yeah. everyone's kind of be like what's gonna happen next and even if they're with good intentions they're like you know if you the first time you bump into someone after breaking up yeah it's so awful because it's like I used to like live with you or you used to be the center of my life and now I bump into you on the street yeah and now now you ask me like oh how are things and it's like we were together for eight years yeah. and you never once asked me how are things it's just so yeah. yeah it does it hits on that kind of weird moment of like we were so and this is something we so that you close, have, yeah. have hit on in, mm. in your music as well of like we used to like watch films together and we used to spend all the time in, in bed together and we yeah. knew each other so intimately and then to become strangers after yeah. that yeah or like you're just like you cut your hair or like you have a new yeah. jacket yeah it's these like tiny yeah, when you tiny, see an tiny ex things. in new clothes you're like who yeah what is that why yeah. are you wearing that I know that I have new clothes but who gave you permission <laughs> to get a new winter coat yeah <laughs> where are you going with that winter coat you're going to, you're going to meet girls isn't oh it? and you never thought that to get a new winter coat for me no look at those brand new boots huh yeah, they look yeah. shiny yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no it is it, it, it's that kind of like I don't know yeah there, there's a kind of a petulance in her mm. and, uh, at times but then, you know, I think pressure to party and when the family fly in are interesting kind of variations on the idea of like it takes a village to look after someone. Yeah. When they're when they've just had their heart broken. And even comfort the final track. Yeah. Where she talks about like it's this kind of again with pressure to party. It's like this recycled advice, you know, like when you break up with someone and even when my friends break up with someone, I immediately am like here's what worked for me, you know? Yeah. Even if, or like everyone just projects their own experiences onto it. It's like, yeah, stay broken up, fuck them. And yeah. like, even if that's not feel, right. Feel the feelings. Don't yeah. like, You have don't to go through it. it. You can't go under, you <laughs> can't go around it. You can't go over it. Just like God's love. But um, <laughs> like, it, it, and it's all true, obviously. Yeah. But when you hear it, you're like, fuck off. The worst is whatever's for you won't pass you. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> shut up. Get out of my head. Shut up. Like, yeah. yeah. Loads yeah. of things. Loads yeah. of things that are for me. Have passed me. Yeah. Um, but like that comfort again is this recycled advice. Like go out and party or like, um, you know, you, you know, you'll be fine with time and time heals all. And like, but also the real advice that that's like, um, that she's kind of recycling then back to him being mm. like, you're going to be grand. And then at the end where she's like, you know, you, you can't be the one to hold him when you're the one who left. Oh, 
That like I actually just got a little shiver because that line really is yeah it's and a lot. so like tender and so true. Mm. It's like you can't you know and especially if you did like live with someone and you're with someone for years, the temptation is there to be like, well you know we're best friends. Should we not just like comfort? We can we look after each other through everything. Can we not look each after yeah. each other through this? And you just can't. You absolutely can't because they're gonna need to like hate you and mm. forgive you or never forgive you or whatever because that's mm. part of the process. And if you're there looking after them yeah you're just in the same place with it's a different hot, name. yeah it's a very horrible situation that I think a lot of especially women find themselves in mm. in like certainly in heterosexual relationships where you're, it's like it's like I still have to be the mom <laughs> yeah. like right now with yeah with the boy and you're like Ugh. and yeah again she just does that so brilliantly yeah it's it, it, She's so forthright with her lyrics. Mm. And I was listening to something about, well, I can't remember what song it was, but apparently she had been like, maybe it was You're Right or something. Mm. She was like, it's kind of, a, that's quite a cutting song. Yeah. You know, but she apparently, I can't remember what interview I read that she'd said that she was like, I wasn't sure if it was like too kind of, she didn't say on the nose because that's something that I say, but she said <laughs> it's basically on the nose. Um, but her writing is really clever and forthright. And that's what I kind of love about it. Because it's yeah. like, you know, you can't be the one to be with them when you're the one who left. And, you know. Yeah. You you were right. That's the song where she's talking about um, like I started listening to your favorite band after we broke up and yeah, and they're really good actually. And, but I never oh. well, so me like the amount yeah. of things that people have suggested to me and I'm like no 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 and then you know we're like you'll love this restaurant. It's like I'll just I'll never go. No, I won't <laughs> love that restaurant. And then I do go. What is yeah. that? Because I I'm the same. What is that? Is 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 it a fear of like somebody else trying to define you or thinking that they know you or something because I'm trying to figure out what it is in me as well I don't know I think some of it is also laziness in me where I'm like oh yeah I will listen to it eventually don't worry it's on my to-do list Mm. well and I think it is nicer to discover things yourself yeah that's true and it's like when she says that thing like I could totally relate to like I have like awful taste in like food and stuff and I'm just a total uncultured swine when it comes to that stuff (laughs) um but the odd time someone I'm dating will bring me to a restaurant and then when we like split up uh as often happens uh I keep going to the restaurant because I can't think of anywhere new to go yeah sometimes I'll bump into them there and I'm like I'm not here because it like reminds me of you I just (laughs) honestly don't know where else to go to get a decent meal in this town yeah yeah I'm kind of like that with films like if like if my friends or partner or whoever doesn't like give me the good films to watch I'll just watch the same 10 films over and over again like, Hadley's gone 10 days who needs yeah, anything literally. else yeah like I, I'm just like I have everything I need yeah. in my in this little small collection of rom-coms that I have right here yeah and also Fight Club like, oh they, they, yeah those are my films and and it's nice to watch new things but then also at the same time I'm mm. like stop recommending things to me. <laughs> yeah yeah if someone's over recommending like if there's just too much to get through I think that's the thing you know you know Julia Jacqueline this album when I was saying like so many people recommended but that was a long with loads of other artists sure. to listen to yeah um i think maybe that's my problem but it is a stubbornness of like you don't know what i like yeah i want to ask you about your approach to lyric writing because we're talking about julia jacqueline and how she can be quite stark um and i think that that's something that you could say about your first record certainly thank you uh personal history which is like there's moments in that that are quite like oh god Oof. didn't expect it to come for me like that yeah. <laughs> um, good yeah that's what I want to hear yeah. <laughs> we're all very hurt <laughs> but um yeah can you tell me, tell me a little bit about like that album approaching those lyrics 
Um, and maybe how things have changed now that you ha- you basically have a second album written. Yeah, I mean... How things changed. Well, when I first heard that album, as I said, I was actually driving back from recording mine in Donegal. And I don't know how to keep loving you. It has to be one of the best breakup songs written in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. It has to be in the top 10, like just in yeah. the world in general. Like, I think it's just perfect. Um, but I guess like, when I first heard her, and this is something that I always love in a song, I'm just like, this just sounds like, you know, she's talking the way I talk and like, yeah. it just feels so universal or whatever. So I suppose writing my second album anyway, I was maybe like digging a little deeper to try and make things more like that. Mm. I mean, her songwriting is amazing. And like I kind of said before, like she's so succinct, like everything is like so, it's beautifully put, but it's not like, she's not trying to hide things and make it like super Mm. flowery or anything. It's very just like, this is how it is. And that's the beauty is in that. Yeah. Like she doesn't have to dress it up. And it's the same with the instrumentation where it's like, you don't need to put in like a big massive synth ending and this big, huge dramatic thing because the songwriting is so good that that's what keeps you guessing. Mm. you know don't know how to keep loving you and stuff like that like she doesn't have to put in like strings and all these like extra instruments the mm. song is so good it's like four chords yeah that small little switch at the end of the song into this kind of like fuzzier more distorted yeah like that's all you need it's that's such a needs. light touch even the like even the guitar solo yeah is just the vocal line yeah it doesn't have to be anything more than that and because the melody's amazing. brilliant in it melody's well. brilliant yeah. the song like the and like she three verses of absolute gold mm. and like none of the verses what's that like a rhyme about like second verse a bit louder and a little bit worse yeah it's usually a thing with second verses yeah yeah she doesn't have to do that it's like kind of the same ish but like just the words carry you yeah know, her lyrics just carry and like i think i definitely like try to take that into my second album anyway of just being like the words mm. should carry the song the instrumentation shouldn't have to carry it you know that's like mm. secondary to the actual song and there's a few songwriters that like that would, like Casey Musgraves first like that Grammy well, award I listened to her for the first time today basically like that was it their second album the um, one that won the Grammy uh, the, uh yes the one that won the <laughs> Grammy with like a, a red cover with maybe a heart on it or something yeah I think, the is that it uh, what's the name of it? I remember. The, something, di- something to do with like the evening or something. <laughs> something yeah. The time of day. I listened to about four songs. Golden Hour. And I was like, oh, this is, this is really good. I don't know why I thought I wouldn't like Casey Musgrave. Oh my God. Like, I had to really listen good. to it for a podcast and was like, I'm going to hate this country music. Yeah. And then was like, love this. Yeah. Born in a hurry, always late. It's That's great. song. Because I've been listening to loads of John Prine and then I think it just came on. Uh, one of Casey Musgrave's mm. songs came on and I was like, bopping along and then I was like what is this yeah you am about to discover and I was like oh damn it but again <laughs> like, again one of those things loads of people have been saying to me like oh you should totally li- you'll love him uh, no. no I'm not yeah no sir you don't know me yeah you, don't know you do like. not know me yeah, yeah. And every single time anyone's recommended <laughs> anything to me they've been, they've been right so dead on <laughs> like yeah like that's the same thing when I first heard her music I was like wow these are just really good songs yeah 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 so I mean I've always like tried to be like okay this song should be able to stand alone without loads Mm. of bits yeah Um, and does uh, what what what's your kind of process then do do lyrics and melodies go around in your head first or yeah are you on the guitar first or lyrics and like a concept usually Mm. and sometimes like say like I don't know, personal history or something like that song. Yeah. It was the, I don't want to go on dates and hear personal histories. Mm. Like that line, that kind of refrain was in my head. 
and then that same bit about like watching that that kind of concept of being like relationships like the best parts are kind of the boring parts of like yeah like that's staying in and sitting on the couch and eating like takeaway and stuff that's mm. actually the most romantic thing ever oh it is the, it's the best it's more romantic than being like swept off your feet in a restaurant or whatever God, i hate going to restaurants yeah restaurant <laughs> you know cheap we're, and cheerful pizza on the couch we're already <laughs> together why do we need yeah. to dress up you know what i look like why do we have to be get together somewhere else yeah we live together yeah. why do we have to leave the house why do i have to put makeup on and go somewhere else we've got udon noodles yeah. we've got a few you know some tofu or whatever yeah. whatever you like um <laughs> but i love that that concept in 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 that song especially i think how that's explored in that song is really Thank brilliant you. i mean I guess that's what uh, i usually start off with that kind of concept sometimes okay. it's it's almost never just a melody to be okay. honest like um the melody might come later, but I'll usually like be trying to put the melody to uh, to the words. To the words. Sometimes something pops into my head, and then mm. I'll be putting like words I already have to it. But mm. Mostly, it's the idea because like the lyrics. The, for me, like the melody on like is is a vehicle for what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I know for loads of people, they're just like, "What are lyrics? I don't care. I yeah. just care about the melody. They're melody first. They don't hear That's the lyrics." Something that was so. Ma- have you watched Get Back? No, not yet. Something so amazing about Get Back is that like people talk about the Beatles as being these amazing lyricists and obviously they are, but like nine times out of ten, they just have a melody. Like there's the bit you, which you might have seen, which is um, Paul writing Get Back and he's just like strumming on his bass and going, and he just like just makes the words fit. Yeah. The, and they just try and like bat, bat around words that fit the melody and then obviously those words kind of work out or whatever but you but I, I remember watching it and being like I've been tricked like, yeah, yeah. this doesn't mean anything to you like, You're just who like, is Jojo it's nothing like, it's just like a crossword puzzle or exactly, something yeah, yeah. It, it, it is amazing and then I was like wait are all bands writing things like that? and then I was like no obviously not like yeah. Julia, Julia Dacklin's not like not, tra- yeah. trying to find a syllable to fit like or whatever <laughs> but that that's what was so amazing about what, watching that I was like oh yeah it's just gob- gobbledygook until you just yeah. like find words and some people do do that they're just yeah. like I just like sing random crap over what I'm playing a guitar yeah. or piano and then I just make it and then I work back from there well yeah. I'm very like concept first and then fit that around mm. I mean I think it's just different yeah yeah I mean like some people prioritize the melody over not that I don't care about melodies I obviously love that as well but yeah it is secondary to me oh yeah like they're not I I feel like there's it's not one way being better than the other I think it's just the maybe a different prioritization at the at the beginning totally I think that's what makes the Beatles so brilliant is that like even though they were just trying to fill it in syllables they filled them in with like all the right ones yeah yeah <laughs> like the best possible like like nearly like a wordle thing mm. it was like it was, the, it was the best possible word I'm always like, there, like songs kind of are like little personal crosswords like yeah. in that you're just trying to fit in like words that's into so a thing true. you're like I really need this to kind of rhyme with that word up there yeah. but I needed to mean this thing <laughs> yeah that's so true I'd never even thought about it like that but it's it, it is like being like oh I need I need an eight across yeah like yeah it, this it's needs problem to be three syllables mm. and I have to find a word for heartbreak that's three syllables that it's, it's actually totally that yeah now you know how to write a song yeah, yeah. I might uh, do one <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> let's workshop it I've definitely done things in like co-writing sessions and stuff with people where I've just been like whatever this means nothing to me or else this is you've told me what you wanted to say mm. and, and like that's different mm. but like they can't you know you can't always be writing you know from the heart from the heart you know yeah yeah be very difficult but mm. like most of my own thing that I've done for myself is is yeah yeah um tell me about learning the piano 
because I've seen you twice now and both times you pointed out that you're I've seen you live twice um once at other voices and once just last week yeah and both times that you pointed out to the audience I'm still learning yeah <laughs> oh so I actually started learning piano when I was a kid before oh, I did guitar right, okay and then I stopped doing it and okay. also I was a terrible student because I started learning when I was like five and yeah, then... because the, the teaching children how to play the piano is ridiculous it's great to like introduce them to music as a concept yeah. but like and it was great that my mum did you know she always wanted us all to learn um to learn music yeah and like to but, have some sort of grow for it but, but no one has to pretend it was fun well like I don't <laughs> want to there's no passion for me in like see a penny pick it up put no. to music yeah not a great song no um <laughs> I think like I was excited about learning like imagine you know mm. and those kind of songs but then I just like stopped uh stopped playing and I went and got like just was mad into guitar music for so long that that's all I wanted to play so I just got into guitar for years and then honestly totally forgot how to play I can yeah. actually only really like I can write my own stuff and then play that right okay so like learning is a it's a stretch yeah yeah okay yeah. I'm very oh, so much... you're, not, you're not taking lessons you're just kind of you're transposing guitar stuff to it's... the piano or else I just write on piano and I'm like oh, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing but this sounds nice twinkle twinkle yeah. twinkle because it's kind of nice because like I think as like as a musician brain and like you know when I'm playing guitar a lot of what I'm doing is quite simple as well but like mm. I'm always still trying to be like make this more interesting like mm. change to different things when I was on piano I'm like I'm so shit at piano I'm just gonna but that's such a shame isn't it because with guitar it's like it's like guitar is this instrument that like you can like it's tough but like you can absolutely teach yourself how to, how to play the guitar and like like I I very big like uh bunny ears around this I like play the guitar I, I can play a few songs on a guitar but like if you're learning things on the guitar you don't have to know the names of all the chords you don't have yeah. to know that you're moving to the seventh here or whatever hell no uh, whereas and and I think people are kind of freer to play with the guitar when they're mm. learning it like if they're teenagers and they go and get like guitar lessons or something just like yeah go write your own song go play the Beatles yeah whereas with piano I think if I, I wonder if we taught piano the way that we teach guitar, where it's just like, here's the chords. Like, yeah. here's some chord progressions. Here's your scales. Mm. Go nuts. I think we'd all have, like, a little bit of piano in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I like, always used the piano in my house growing up to write songs. Mm. But, like, you know, they were always super simplistic because I'm not a good piano player. I have so much more knowledge of the guitar and, like, where I can bring things. Yeah. But on piano, I'm just like... Uh, yeah yeah um, I'll just write it in C major yeah that's kind happens. of almost a useful thing as a songwriter to be able to just be like okay like what, if I'm playing guitar and I want to do like a four chord trick I'm like oh I should really introduce something else hmm. but on piano I'm like that's and then if I go and play something on piano I start writing like that I'm like that is fine it almost gives me more uh freedom hmm. as a vocalist yeah yeah because you can kind of work out vocal lines very easy on yeah. the piano whereas like I wrote words. um time difference on piano okay yeah that was just two chords on the piano that I was like okay that's actually just I don't have to change things up loads I can actually just use these two things so I have yeah. like written on the piano a bit but I'm that's my first time like playing it live uh those times you saw me since I played Imagine at a school talent show when I was nine and I messed it up oh no yeah. what happened Oh, I just... I, I 100% want to hear about your school talent show when you were nine, please. I... <laughs> there was definitely, I think, uh, what was I, nine or ten? And there's some people where my friend was playing, people killing, people dying. Oh, wow. <laughs> On the piano. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, like, I really, that was like, a very moving performance. Stunning. And then I went to play Imagine and just I just froze. Oh, and just, no. like, couldn't. And it's amazing that as a third-year-old, I was still like, don't freeze like you did 20 years ago, kid. <laughs> don't fuck it up. You can do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I remember there being a 
in my secondary school there was a girl two girls one on the piano and one who sang my immortal by evanescence <laughs> and no one knew what to do everyone was like what is this like when you cry like very very emotional nailed it both of them Absolutely oh seriously beautiful. okay wow but also it, everyone was just a bit like what the hell also they were kind of like the only goths in the school at that stage mm. um this is like in my first school so i was only in like first year and i was like what's going on? brave brave yeah. brave i think i was in a dance routine I did a few of those, yeah. but they were always like, I'm a terrible dancer. I actually had a dream last a night about being in a dance class. Really? Bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really, really bad. And yeah. I always claim that I can do the jive because someone taught me like how to basically do the jive before. Yeah, I, 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 I think I can waltz, but like I can't. <laughs> yeah. Depends how many points I've had. Then I can really <laughs> jive. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, no discernible dancing talent. But I do have this thing where I'm convinced that if I just got like three top lessons, that's it. Like, I, I feel like I have it in me. <laughs> and I'm so afraid to find out that I don't, that I just won't get lessons. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't try, you can't fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just have this thought in my head that I'm like, our generation's Fred Astaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, no, you could, well, we'll never know. <laughs> just we'll going know. to waste. <laughs> we are, you are our generation's Fred Astaire. That's yeah. what I'm going to start describing you as. Thank you so much. I'll change my Twitter bio. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> So Julia, crushing. Um, tell me more about why you love this album. Tell me about what, what, why did it hit you so much? What, um, what was, what was happening? I well, okay? yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it actually, I probably was listening to it towards the end of a relationship I was in mm. that I was in for many years, and I definitely started listening to it. And I was always singing like, "Don't know how to keep loving you" around the apartment. Mm. And I remember my ex being like, "Can you stop singing that song?" <laughs> fair, like, fair enough. Just like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was like foreshadowing. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I listened to it a lot. And I even remember listening to Pressure to Party, like and listening to that whole album again. Then when we did split up, mm. where I definitely was not partying because I was living in my parents' house during COVID, basically unable to leave oh. my bedroom. Um, definitely a more healthy way to deal with it than just getting locked with your friends 100%. for days at a time. But yeah. less fun. Yeah. But um, fun. yeah, I mean, listening to those lyrics again and the, you know, I... I know where you live I used to live there too yeah. all those things and the kind of seeing each other you know that thing of uh, it's towards the end of I think it's in what's the second last track called uh, Turn Me Down yes yes uh, where she says like don't look at me look at the centre line I might see you in a supermarket sometime mm. again that kind of thing we were talking about earlier about it just like you know when you're splitting up from someone that like this is the last time you'll ever be close yeah and it's so sad <laughs> because the wall has to go down mm. so quickly yeah like it has to be like we were saying like you can't be the person that they talk to you can't aid them through this they have to go and get that from their friends and you have to go and get it from your friends mm. so that boundary is it's like it's probably the it's like the harshest boundary you ever set in your life yeah with yeah anybody like it is like they're just gone from your life yeah like and you know so you know you hear of some people they've end up being really good friends with an ex but like can you be really good friends with someone you used to live with I know I don't know like think about this about Adrian Lenker and Book Meek in, um, how is they used to be married they used to be married yeah they're like in Big Thief writing like two albums a year together and I'm like what is that how yeah, do I guess you some do people that? can just like, do it some people just don't do it yeah it depends how much hurt there was involved I guess yeah and what kind of people you are and what kind of expectations you had yeah 
I think expectations is such a huge thing, like intent, you know, if like you think if one person thinks you're going to be together and get married and all that kind of shit it. and the other person is like, no. Yeah. How do you then turn around and be like mates and just like catch up over coffee? I have absolutely no idea. I've know. never managed it. But it's that killer thing where she says it because she's saying it expecting that to be a thing that happens mm. and like that is totally a thing that happens and it is so jarring when you bump into someone you know or like you drive past someone you know Dublin is so small you know you drive past someone and you're like oh who's that like I recognize the back of that person's head or whatever oh, right yeah yeah and then you're like oh my god it's you yeah yeah and she's she does she kind of tackles all of these things in such a way that where it's like like a lot of breakup songs like very straightforward breakup songs I think they can kind of I don't know like obviously songs have to be like a simplification of an mm. idea in in like at its core but she doesn't like talk down to anybody mm. like she's very aware that during like heartbreak and during that that these things are like drawn out nearly like admin heavy processes yeah. that you are just thinking about all the time and no it's not as simple as being like I'm sad or I don't want to be with you anymore or I'm gonna go out and get drunk or whatever it might be it's like it's like she taps into the to the idea that it's mm. that whirring that is just constantly going on in your head where you're just like second guessing everything not thinking about anything else and you're just like oh fuck like this yeah. is and that it goes on for so long this, like, yeah. even like don't know how to keep loving you like yeah. she's talking about basically being like I know I've fallen out of love out of love with you, yeah. but I really, really want that not to be the case. Oh yeah. You know, like I want your mother to stay friends with mine. Oh yeah. Like I want this feeling to like, you know, uh stop in time or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is just like I'm hoping and like, you know, if you've ever been in like a long term relationship where you end up being like, Okay, this is just not working for me anymore, that is awful because you're like you feel so guilty and you're also like oh, maybe this will pass. Maybe this is just It'll like just a... it just be easier to just not... Oh, so much easier, you know? And she goes through all those feelings. And I suppose the, the genius of the album is that, like, she touches on so many bits of it. I mean, mm. the second track... Um, what's that second track? Which is quite, like, a great follow-up to Body, oh, Head Alone. Such a, Head Alone, again, banger. Like <laughs> Yeah, like, you can love somebody without using your hands. And, like, and she, she kicks into that bit. again like super empowering and she repeats it again and again and again and it could have like a million different meanings you can be talking about like as a musician with fans you can or like a friend or Mm. like someone you're dating or just like people in general Mm. there's so many friends or she can be specifically talking about like her boyfriend who I think she must have been I think she was like touring with at the time or whatever um yeah she touches on these things and like some of the some of the songs are quite like some of the stuff she says is quite like biting and mean yeah she doesn't kind of go like oh poor she's never the victim you know, she mm. like will feel sorry for herself and shows herself com- so much compassion, but she also shows him compassion. Mm. But she's also like, at certain points, she's like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's so honest. The whole thing is honest. Yeah. There's no like straightforward victim on yeah. the album. And that's something that like, like, like we were saying earlier about the first track with the, with the photograph, there's no victim there. Yeah. Like she's not making a victim out of herself. Or it being um, like, you're going to fuck me over. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or kind of like throwing anything in anybody's mm. face or I mean yeah you could argue that she's throwing the, the cigarette in the bathroom thing in his face mm. but like she kind of gets that over and yeah. done it. like early in the album she's like but like do you think this is a concept album because I kind of think I, I do sort of think about this album as having a, an arc yeah definitely and having a acceptance at the end sort of even thing. if it's not like a 
like I just think but I would think that about so many albums like this yeah. but like yeah I definitely think it is you know it's going through like and even the name crushing mm. like that's not a song in it's not it. a lyric even it's I don't not even think. a lyric it's like it's basically just being like if you ever like like felt crushed by somebody or whatever yeah. you know or if you're the one doing the crushing doing the crushing and that that whole feeling of like this kind of like compressed pain and like what yeah. do you do with it and what do i do but with it's all also these feelings such a, now? like a girly feminine word yeah like i'm crushing on somebody yeah that's actually so true i never even thought about it like it's that it's like it's it's quite, quite like a cutesy mm. word at the same time i love that it, it has that kind of real femininity but also that bite because i think that's her right it's yeah like she's she's very um like she is very womanly in how mm. she sings about herself like she's not Which afraid I love. to sing about herself as a woman like you know so many breakup songs they can be so like you said like so super simplified but like mm. so many obviously these are like totally different genre but that's just kind of like i'm just gonna go to the club and get drunk and like yeah. fuck you ex-boyfriend i'm single now yeah and it's just so like it's Everyone like can't like, wait to get to the club. That's yeah. my, I'm always saying this about pop music. People you know just what? can't wait to get to the club. I don't think I've ever looked forward to going no, to the club. I hate yeah. going to the club. I get there, I'm sad. Yeah. I leave the club, I'm yeah. sad. I'm like, my ears hurt, my throat is sore yeah. from having to shed over the horrible music. That's yeah. all about breaking up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and how happy we are that we're finally at the club. Yeah, single ladies or something. That <laughs> uh, just shows how long it's been since I went to a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, very long Single ladies or something, isn't it? Hello, Oh, kids um but yeah those things are so like trying to be like yeah we're just like the boys we don't give a shit she's mm. just being like i don't want to do all that stuff and i actually want i care about how i feel and like i'm worried about how this is gonna play out with like you mm. and me and our friends and our families yeah like she mentions the family thing so much which yeah. i actually think is so again unusual because like that is a worry you're like oh my god i like love your parents yeah and i'm not gonna see, see your parents anymore and like your whole family's gonna think i'm a bitch yeah <laughs> like, you know yeah there's a, there's an episode of sex in the city i think where is it it's either carrie or charlotte sorry sex in the city watchers i know they they all know what happens don't worry i stuff. will know i think it's i'm Car- die hard is it carrie uh she starts dating this guy yeah and they just basically have no chemistry with each other but, but she his family loves, are amazing like loves his parents yeah and they he, love her what's his name something trudeau or not trudeau sorry oh is it is that the justin trudeau one yeah yeah oh, yeah 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 and and you're like oh yeah because that could can sometimes oh wait, justin just Oh yeah, Dust- yeah, yeah, Justin Trudeau is the <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's not him, and then you were like, it is. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, it is him. I think I know. Elvis. Both hot, both hot. Yeah, both hot, both yeah. absolutely fine. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, yeah she's falls in your class. With the family, and you're like, oh, I'd be staying with him for his absolutely. family. Absolutely, I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I feel like there's a certain amount of yeah. you know. But you are breaking up with their family. Things. I know. Especially yeah. if you're with someone for and a long time. And they're friends. Like, yeah. that division of friends. And they have to choose. Up, you have to pick someone in the divorce. Have to choose. It sucks. And you're like, but I, we did get along. We got along, didn't we? I know. Yeah, those, those people that you get along with. And they're not quite your friends, but they're the ones that when you're going out with your partner's friends, they're, they're your the friends. ones you're most yeah. looking Yeah, and you're like, to we see. would totally be friends. Yeah, yeah. And over a long period of time, they are your friends. And then yeah. you just have to be like, cool like I went to your birthday parties yeah. and we went on we holidays, went on holidays together. And, yeah, and yeah and then it's just like you don't hate me but we can't be friends but it's so sad because you don't get to have the like ending what we them. had was so special mm. 
with them it's just bam cut off yeah well, because they can't reach out to you that's bad yeah. that'd be weird sometimes the odd person does and is like look i know we can't be friends anymore but i'll miss you yeah it's nice it is nice yeah i try to do that yeah it's good it's i try sound. to be like i always liked you yeah yeah but don't fucking tell them I don't that. don't do not screenshot this, this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah do not tell anyone I was in touch with you <laughs> that end you could say that uh, that that end lyric in um, the final song where she says uh, oh I was so happy all those years with you mm-hmm. send that to <laughs> send, send, send that to, to like your ex's friends as your well. ex's friends and just be like just what we had was so special just really yeah. loved every moment we spent together <laughs> and it's tough though you're letting go of like mm. you really are you're like uh, like un like tangling yourself yeah you know from their life yeah uh and their them from yours you know like yeah that's why i, I think the the fat the the when the family flies in thing the working bees back to the hive where it's just like it's this replacement of the thing that mm. used to take care of you like your your partner who you just broke up with with like the mothership the back the backup like, yeah, yeah like we need okay we need to call in the big guys now, yeah yeah the people yeah. who really know when you. the family you know it's bad when the family yeah in. yeah yeah and you're like oh shit okay. yeah you're changing the emergency contact on your phone yeah, Back uh, yeah. to your mom aren't Gosh, you you have to call up your like saturday run club and be like <laughs> if i have a heart attack don't call him like yeah, yeah. <laughs> specific he will leave me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah I, I i love that idea of like shifting is an awareness of um support systems mm. and how important they yeah. are I think like, that's rare yeah and it, it touches on how I think maybe women think um more so than men but like and also like one thing that has always gotten to me during breakups is like what are the people thinking about it like mm. I don't want other people to think I'm a dick or I don't think what and like maybe that's like a shitty thing about me yeah. and that's like my own hang-up but I'm like oh I really hope like your mom doesn't hate me or your friends don't think I'm awful or whatever. And there is no, there is an awareness in her of that. Yes. Like when she's talking about it and pressure to party about like, um, like I don't know how to do this and how do people even do this breakup thing, which is like, you know, if you're doing a big breakup for the first time in your life, you're like, how do these things work? Am I meant to ignore you when I see you out? Should we be civil to each other? And you always say, will we be civil, but someone's always cold, too cold. Someone's always too warm and familiar. And she's kind of saying like, oh, well, like everything just like spill out in the floor for everyone to see. I love see. that line. So yeah. good because it is like, I don't want other people to know our business, but they do and they're watching for it and they're looking at it. And it's yeah. like your family are flying in to like comfort you. So they obviously think I'm awful. And in the last song, it's like, you know, this repackaged thing of like, you can't be around him to mm. comfort him because you're the one who did this. Yeah. You did the damage. So you need to back off. Yeah. And I love so how she, she kind of deals with all of those things of like, what is and what isn't expected but there's almost and I think this is true of like every single person who's ever had a breakup is that you always think that yours is different yeah. that like all of that stuff doesn't apply to you like oh no of course we're not going to be caught like, especially if it's an amicable breakup which can sometimes be like the most difficult mm. thing to go through is like yeah. a breakup where you're both like I do still love you and yeah. you do still love me but this relationship can't go on anymore yeah and so it, it can be very easy to be like, oh, of course we're going to be friends. Of course, when we run into each other in the supermarket, we're going to hug each and other. And of course and you can call me if anything happens. Call me anytime, day or night. Like, mm. I'll call you if anything bad happens. And then just that realization of like, ah, no, like we actually can't. Life goes on, yeah. Yeah, we actually can't. And that boundary is going to have to be drawn at some stage. Yeah. So you might as well do it now. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Like you have to be forward with each other because it's just gonna like dry the pain but, yeah yeah 
Yeah. This is real advice for anybody listening to this who are going through a breakup right now. Cut it off. Do not pretend that you're going to be... Because, like, if you call them, they're going to be like, what? What? This is overstepping a boundary. And she touches on that as well, where she's kind of saying, like, you know, I need to fuck off because it would be totally overstepping all your boundaries for me to be upset at you. Yes. And, like, to show you how hurt I am when I dumped you. Yeah. And then for me to act as if I can comfort you when like I'm leaving, I'm leaving you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the one breaking your heart. Convention and good guy is like, it's almost what, when we are, when you're asking about like, uh, is this a concept album? Mm-hmm. It does feel like at the beginning, she's talking about the breakup. Head Alone, she's talking about the breakup as well. Pressure to Party, she's talking about like it in the process. Yeah. Don't Know How to Keep Loving You is like almost like looking back being like, you know, I wish that this hadn't happened. And then Convention and Good Guy feel like when she's finally getting over this guy. Because mm. like Convention is very much just like, it's not about him. It's about like mansplaining, I guess, in general. Like I don't really like that term. But like mm. that apparently, I think I saw when I saw her live, she was saying this is about like that guy who tries to over explain to you about your own music but it's this kind of just like she's out in the world and she's kind of like on her own two feet just being like fuck this dude fuck this (laughs) and then good guy isn't the same thing it's like looking for kind of romance and comfort from a one night stand Mm. um just like really interesting those those two feel like they're not part of the rest of the yeah like she's kind of stepped away a bit stepped away a bit but it's also interesting that they're just in the middle because it's like it's almost like she throws in a bit about like life going on without him mm. and like these are the experiences I'm having without you yeah like good guy is kind of an interesting one as well because it's like uh she's looking for like like tell me you tell me I'm the love of your life just mm-hmm. for like tonight or whatever um because that's what she wants out of it she mm. wants some sort of romance out of it because she's like basically reintroducing herself to like being single yeah even though it's like a one night stand she's like it's fine let's do yeah. this it's like it's like practicing being wanted by somebody again. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, but it's just for tonight. Mm. Like, I do not have the emotional capacity for anything more than that. Yeah. And yeah. And that's about boundaries as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and the convention yeah. is just a scathing attack on some prick. Yeah, I need, I need to look at the lyrics for convention again. It's the one where she's talking about, I think it's like a, it sounds like it's a, um, like, open mic or something like that. And she's just talking about some guys, like, can I give you advice on, like, how to do things? Basically. Oh, yeah. And she's saying like, I mean, yeah, it does feel like a big step away. That's the only song that feels like a step away, but it does feel like it belongs. Yeah. Because maybe he's the guy from the first song. Yeah. Or like, I think she said it's about some random guy. Right. But Who I, was just like over explaining how to yeah. set up her guitar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it does feel like a, that's the most different one. It's the most like big step away. Mm. Um. But almost just for me, it almost seems like that middle section of the album is her just kind of like living in the world without him. Yeah. And then from then on, maybe it's more reflective yeah. or kind of having moved past it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And But she doesn't give us a resolution, really. I suppose the, the resolution is internal. It's mm. her like coming to terms with the idea that she can't be there and he can't be there for her. And it's just this kind of like... It's not like you were saying this big 
synth moment or this mm. big violin moment where she's yeah. like and I'm free like, yeah 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 and I've come to terms with it because he sometimes don't no absolutely not like yeah yeah closure is in movies it's not in real life most of the time absolutely um, it yeah. definitely doesn't have to be in songs and I mean the kind of closure I think for me is that thing like do you think about me too I was so happy all those years of you which again such a simple line but it's mm. like I think sometimes when you know things go south in breakups people kind of go like they reframed the entire relationship as just being shit. And it's like, yes. but we were together for so long and there were so many great things and like mm. we practically grew up together and we got to know the world together and like I got to know myself better and you got to know yourself better and we really developed as people. Are you going to reframe that whole thing yeah. as shit? Just because the last year Didn't, was shit. Or just because the breakup just sucked mean. or yeah. like I hurt you or you hurt me. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's this impulse to kind of make a like, a villain and an innocent mm. in all breakups mm. it's like most of the time you're both horrible to each other yeah and then feel equally guilty about yeah. it later and it's just it like it, it brings out the worst in people yeah for and sure. that's what's so interesting about, about like relationships and breakups and why they're so kind of ripe for expo- exploration in this kind of way in songs not just mm. in the like i miss you i want you back yeah or like all the single ladies even though that song is 10 out of 10 no notes oh but like, god yeah don't get me wrong <laughs> don't so get i'm still wrong. talking about it like, like 12 years later apparently <laughs> but it's like it, it it is it's such a horrible time and it brings out the worst in people and it makes yeah. you confront like the worst of yourself and she just does that yeah she like she's like i'm not, I'm not a good person here self-loathing and the questioning yourself and the questioning others around you mm. and just like constantly like guessing every second move and being like i don't know how to do this yeah like there is no rule book on how to split up a long-term relationship and no. this is clearly was like a very long-term one just, yeah like, living together and there everything. should be a rule book on there should be because i would follow it yeah <laughs> there should be like a youtube channel and you just go on and you're like yeah 10 steps to do the breakup and then you just watch it together. Pretty sure there's a few Cosmo articles. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm in. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But Um, yeah, this, I almost think that that last line, I know I've said it a few times, but that word, like the kind of line towards the end of the album about like, I was so happy that feels like the closest you're going to get to closure because it's basically just being like, I don't care what you say or what your friends say or what my friends say. I was actually really happy. Yeah. And that's really sweet. Yeah. After like the beginning being quite, uh, sad and kind of like questioning him and a bit mean and a bit mean and yeah. then but like yeah warranted meanness and yes. then in the middle there being like a few like scathing kind of reviews of him as a person mm. it's been like I was actually really happy so yeah I don't regret it mm. but I don't want to be back with you yeah and and isn't that growth yeah isn't that really what it is that we're all searching for oh Julia to be able to just drive away oh, and Julia, be like it was good while it lasted yeah, yeah. darling but I'm yeah. on to the next chapter yeah, yeah. Like, just to, to be so like what's the word like classy about classy. it classy she takes you the high road yeah. yeah you want to come out of a break of the classy one yeah yeah like, it's it's beautiful but I suppose yeah. it's probably easier doing if you get to like write a whole album about it and be like how do I come out <laughs> yeah if you're incredibly talented and beautiful and Australian and just wonderful at guitar and you're just like yeah okay fine <laughs> but yeah she's amazing I've seen her live I saw her in Whelan's oh you were at that gig like, she's like an angel like, incredible like, incredible thank you for gracing me with your presence like she is amazing she's absolutely amazing she's yeah. just 
I think she's gonna release new music as well, which is nice. Yeah. I think there's there might be some coming this year, but she did a cover of um one of my other favorite all time albums. She did a cover of uh, I'm with you. Did she? When she did Button Factory, and I like oh, honestly let she out did that a at, scream. Uh, yeah, sorry, I remember that now. Yeah, because it was it was very funny because I don't know if she said what the song was she was about to do. She does not she, does not need introduction. <laughs> and then she just started playing it, and you could see all the women in the room being like, "Oh my god!" And then all the men just being like, "What? What What's is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why is everyone like, like it's happening? Let's go!" <laughs> is anybody here? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like, like nails it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nails it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I've already. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. That was Thank so fun. You. That was great. Um, you can listen to Alva's music. Um, but even better than that, don't just buy it. Like, oh, just don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not fucking around with streaming anymore. <laughs> I'm. Just, I'm real mad at Spotify. Buy Alva's music. Um, go to see her shows. She's great. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Alva for the chat and to you for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your podcast apps. And if you wanted to share with a friend, that would make me very happy. This podcast is an original Tall Tales production with thanks to Fergal Curtis for producing and Cassie Delaney for the artwork. See you soon.